All right, people. What's happening? What's popping? What's going on? <laughs> All of that. How's it been going? I don't know about you, but it feels like a lot's been happening. CJ here, and this is the sound of black and brown. Well, we have a lot to unpack this evening. I don't know about you, but my blood pressure is steadily going up. Um, I don't know if lawmakers really care. Folks, I, I really don't know that. I don't know if, you know, if lawmakers really understand. Do they? Do they? Do they? I mean, I'm, I'm asking. I'm really confused, right? Because it seems like we're all over the place, in my opinion. You know, we have lawmakers who are sending money to the Ukraine, and they're okay with that. But they somehow have money to do those things, all the white things in all the white spaces, um, but they don't have the time, money, or interest, we shall say, to help the people. I'm confused. I'm really confused because maybe I need a hearing aid. I'm starting to think I'm at that level in my time guys i'm not i'm not young i keep trying to tell you all me and noah were classmates you know i have no shame in my game all right um what can i tell you we just don't crack <laughs> melanin is powerful like that don't get mad at me and my ancestors man but i'm saying that to say do i have like amnesia because i thought or from what i've read and studied Right, imagine that black and brown people know to read. Don't worry, we'll do a whole part on that one too. Um, somehow, I I I had the impression that due to being enclosed and in quarantine, you know, a lot of people had nothing else to do but I guess procreate, and so we had more and more babies. We also had folks who got laid off for one reason or the other, right? Um, lost employment. I'm saying these things to say, where are these kids going, right? How is it that, you know, folks are, lawmakers are insinuating that they have to do these cutbacks? Um, you know, I'm speaking now specifically to Connecticut. Let me just clear that up. I'm, I'm talking about Connecticut, but what we're seeing in Connecticut is not that much different than what is happening across the United States, right? Because what I'm not understanding is, how is it that you're telling me on one hand, oh, you know, the population, you know, um, people didn't have anything better to do. They ran out of monopoly. They they got tired and bored of playing cards and they could not stare at each other anymore. So they all just had sex. So now we have all these babies running around. Before that, we were told that we have babies having babies. So, all right, let's dial it back then. Before COVID, remember black and brown communities were told that, you know, we need to watch our kids, you know, they're just having sex all over the place, blah, 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 blah. Um, so I'm confused. I'm genuinely confused because how do we go from that in Connecticut to now being told that, oh, well, by the way, um, this school did not, Hill House did not use that funding that was sent to them. They just couldn't use it, even though many of the students at these schools are 
coming from homes where at the time when Hillel's received the funding, which would have been over the last year, right? Last year, this time, people unemployed, people, you know, choosing between eggs or their light bill, um, cheese and their gas and all this other fun and excitement. And you're telling me that households would have been mad at you if you said the school is sponsoring a trip. I'm confused. Then after sending back that money, then here comes the mayor New Haven talking about, well, folks, I guess we're going to have to close down schools, the preschool program. I mean, you took away from these kids already. There used to be after school programs that actually made sense, but you know what made more sense? What made more sense was to allow uh, money hungry, profit driven, quality careless places like the alleged trade schools. And I'm saying alleged because why is it that people are going to these places, Brantford Hall, Porter Chester, some of them closed down. Did y'all peep that? For those of y'all in Connecticut, did you peep that? So I'm not making this up. I'm not that creative. I keep trying to tell you all that, right? Um, what the hell is going on? What's going on? I think Marvin Gaye asked the same question, right? Now, there's a couple of things here. So for those of you who are not in Connecticut, let me paint the picture here. So I'm, I'm going to refer for reference purposes. We're talking about New Haven, Hamden, West Haven, and surrounding areas. So if you have a map or you're curious, you just want to Google it look for New Haven, Connecticut, and we're looking at the towns, even we're going as far as Hartford, we're going as far as Danbury, right? I just want you to get a general map in your head. Now, what I'm not understanding is, right, we have all these people who are working, we have all these kids that are born, but now you're telling me that you have to cut back the daycare, right? Daycare, I don't know, for those of us who do not have to pay that cost, is very, very expensive, right? This is why we see so many people, well, now the state found a way to make money there too. What was traditionally known as mother-in-law apartments, you see a lot of families living with families because it's expensive to be poor in Connecticut. So of course you're gonna have mother upstairs and then downstairs is the daughter and her family. That to me is how you expect people to survive, like real talk. Let's be real here, right? But then let's go back to the trade schools. So in Connecticut, before, the pandemic. In Connecticut, it was said that, you know, we have this problem here, you know, so many babies having babies, you know, the schools are overwhelmed, we don't have enough teachers, blah, 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 blah. Actually, that's what the narrative was. And picture who I'm talking about now, the narrative from the people, including staff and parents and all affiliated, right? This was just a couple months ago. So then we uncover, ha ha ha, that one of these schools that received funding to do extracurricular activities and all these things that the community was demanding sent the money back. But what was weird is, is that you'll sent the money back, but in the paper, you're talking about the young people are so reckless and how you have to put them in jail and how, you know, you can't keep up with them. Like, you know, all these different rationales to validate the school to prison pipeline. That's what that was, okay? Now, you see how the picture's getting painted. So we went from, you know, everybody's overwhelmed and we need more resources, the community, the teachers, frontline staff, everybody's all on the same page and paragraph. And then 
mediocre whiteness decides, well, you know what? Um, with data that I'm yet to see, because I'm telling you what I've seen and heard, right? From people who have data and share the data. I'm yet to see the data that validates closing these schools. Now, in between all of this, and this was happening before COVID in Connecticut, certain institutions such as, I'm, I'm losing names now, there was the Sawyer School, there were so many different names. Out here we have, I call them trade school, I'm from the West Indies, that's what we call those. We don't pay for this stuff, you only pay to go to a trade school if you're over age in my country, imagine that. But why would we do something like that? Don't forget, I come from an island, we're third world and stuff. So, you know us, we run around in bush all day, so imagine that. Um, but, you know, if you do go to what um, we would call, the, you know, the higher level trade school, so let's say that you went to high school and you learned how to do, um, you started learning plumbing. You graduate your high school, you get your high school diploma, you have like the basic courses. You would then, or you have the opportunity to go to another place and, you know, extend that learning. Well, here in Connecticut, they took away that from the high schools, which was so stupid right? Everybody's not going to be great at tricks, man. You all know that, but you knew that. And you knew everybody's not interested in reading white man's literature, okay? Not everybody wants to sit here and, and tear apart much ado about nothing, right? Because they're literally doing that anyway, okay? And, and, you know, some of us have talent. Some of us are very handy. You know, those classes were very important for different reasons. And what's interesting is they take away these classes and validate bullshit. That's my opinion. I'm gonna stand by that, right? Because I'm, I'm trying to understand how you had all of this here. If the intent was to find a way to get folks re-entered into society, whatever word I just badly used, by giving them skills and knowledge, then maybe we ensure that these schools are aligned with the city and the state and not really sitting there just exploiting communities. I worked at one of those and it was embarrassing. It was heartbreaking. It was so many words. Don't you know I had to fight to teach my class? Because guess what? If they get a C, that's okay. Are you crazy? Who will hire an LPN who has a C average? Y'all know that ain't gonna fly. Come on, come on. But you know why they did it? And you know why they got away with it? Because doing that, meant that they had a way to do what? Exploit people. Go ahead and take that student loan, fuck it. Go ahead, put yourself in debt, fuck it, right? What you don't know until you leave this place is that you're gonna have a hard time finding a job. What you don't know until after you leave this place is you're gonna have a hard time surviving. And those people, are not going to help you, right? They're not gonna help you anymore. They just finished exploiting you. They don't care now. You're just another person who got in and out of their system. I, I let, me, let me just digress a little bit here. One of my hardest moments being an instructor in a place like that was listening to my colleagues. I was an instructor, right? And they, they did not want me teaching certain classes because they felt like I was pushing the students. I wasn't pushing the students too hard. How the hell are you going hand me back a math quiz and there are questions up there like six times nine and, and you're getting it wrong. We're talking about people who are over 18. 
We're talking about people who are supposed to be at this school learning how to, you know, gain these trade skills. That includes reading doctor's notes and instruction, learning how to file things. And you're telling me it's okay to send them back out there in the world like that? Who's fucked up, me or you? And for that reason, because I wanted the people that I taught to be successful, I was a problem. Now, I would have the last laugh because as I see other schools politely shutting down one by one, because they're all gonna end up shutting down because they cannot keep up, you see, right? Because here's the thing, y'all made money off of these people's students' loans and you think that this is okay. But then clearly you're not attuned to what's going on on a bigger scale because this country has a huge student loan debt. So it's bullshit after bullshit, but here's the thing. It gets allowed because also in this country, people are fascinated with mediocre whiteness. Oh, what the fuck did I just say? My God. Oh boy, somebody's feelings hurt. And if it is hurt, you might make the decision to tune out. That's fine. All right. I thought I had freedom of speech and expression. I have to ask myself and remind myself because you would swear that somebody like me doesn't. Why? Because when someone like myself, when we say these things, we're deemed as problematic. I'm just speaking the truth. I'm speaking the truth as I know it. We have some real shit happening here, right? We have lawmakers in Connecticut who have no problem funding war, all right? She has the time and the hair dye to go fund the war in Ukraine and meet with them and make sure their needs are met. But somehow calling for a ceasefire never got her attention. You tell me, why do we feel comfortable with this shit? The mediocre whiteness, I'm curious. I'm really curious because you know, the lawmakers, you know, are, are they oblivious? Or is this just a chessboard where the pawns don't know they're being pawned? I think it's the latter, if you ask me. But nobody asked me, but I'll tell you anyway. I mean, it is, it is my show, so fuck it. But the point that I'm trying to make here is, right, a lot of us gave up hope, didn't we? See, here's the thing. Yesterday, some of us sat down and reminisced and, you know, we we told stories and we talked about MLK, but do you think MLK would be happy with what he's seeing in our communities right now? I mean, think about it. Look at what, look at what he did. I don't know, I don't know. You know, I personally think he did some pretty stellar things. You know what I mean? <laughs> And I also think that we don't have that gusto anymore. See, back then, folks were literally fighting to survive. We're talking about the lynching is still happening. We're talking about curfews, not by order, but by personal choice. People scared to go outside, right? People were used to only working up to a certain level in a company because, you know, we're not light enough to be a manager or to make decisions or to be at that level. Get my drift? 
And these folks with the little that they have, now they didn't have Wi-Fi and they, they didn't have electric cars and they didn't have nearly as many bus stops or any transportation that is here now, but they got to work and they, they went to work, they worked long hours, right? They didn't have any, um, any type of relief. They didn't have like, you know, um, any job related relief. If anything, they had no choice but to work well because the alternative was not good for you or your family. You didn't lose your job. These people didn't care. And they don't care if you're more than somebody. And yet with all these, you know, chains around them, these folks still said, you know what? We're boycotting that bus. And they meant it. And they did it. So tonight's episode of The Sound of Black and Brown is Power Perceived is Power Achieved. That's pretty interesting, isn't it? Because that's what it is. You see, it's my opinion, and feel free to have your own, of course, that the perceived power, this mediocre whiteness that is actually doing us more harm than good. I don't know about the rest of you, but the fact that Donald Trump is not only running for office, but this man is getting support. You're not scared about that? Let's talk about that first. Let's switch gears. That doesn't bother you? And what is more egregious, in my opinion, is the fact that he has so many white Negroes and white Latinos. You heard what I just said, and don't come for me either, because you know why I'm saying that. Why are you supporting this man? You really think he sees you and, and those who think like him see you as, as somebody who, you know, is worth anything? I see three fish just join three fifths. I was just now talking about your friend there, Donald Trump, and the fact that he's getting supported. This is insane. Don't you agree? I mean, what's your thoughts on that, on the latest deal with Donald Trump? It's a difference in having voter support and having cult support. Donald Trump is a cult. It's a cult. Cult followers. That's, that's, that's yes. what he has. And he has, see, people don't understand the word charisma. I tell people to look that up. Good people yes. have charisma. Bad people have charisma. Hitler had bad charisma. Well, I'm glad you said that word. I'm glad you said that word because before you sign on, I was actually talking about our dear late MLK. And I don't think he would be happy with us right now, three-fifths. Oh, I think he would be disappointed. Listen, these, these, these people, these phony fake leaders that are out there marching, singing, they forgot the other mm. part of the dream that Dr. King was becoming more and more of a black nationalist and pan-Africanist. See, people forget Nkrumah. He went to, Nkrumah invited him to Africa and said, you should drop that and go over to pan-Africanism. People forget that Dr. King, Elijah Muhammad, paid his plane fare and flew him out to his house. And he met with him. He started meeting mm -hmm. him a little bit. And his main thing was when he said, we're burning into an integrated building. He started seeing it. He would mm. open his mouth about Palestine and what's going on. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Listen, he would want to know because, right, because he would want to know how is it that we have lawmakers who don't have time to hear from the people and discuss the housing crisis. I, I was saying to those tuning in, 
you know, I'm focusing on Connecticut, but we are going to talk about the rest of the United States because they are, it's all intersectional, if you ask me. But the fact that we have Donald Trump gaining momentum, because he is, he is, and that's scary. But then you also have so-called Democrats. What is taking them so damn long to call for a ceasefire? But people wonder why. Three-fifths. Yes. So, so what is the smart of the other? But you see, Donald Trump is not as dumb as people think. No. Donald Trump, before he got in, was told to carry out the power maneuver. Yes. The power maneuver was to secure the courts and get rid of the left. It even has Ralph Nader's name in it. It has a lot of left people in there. I think John Lennon's name. Mm -hmm. But it was, they were told to get rid of that. So when Trump got in, he immediately put in a lot of federal judges. Power memo number two hmm. is being written right now. It's being written right now. But see, the Supreme Court, they got a hearing, for example, tomorrow. The EPA, they, they're going to try to get rid of it. Gorsuch that's on there, they're trying to see if he's going to drop out because his mother was head of the EPA had to drop out because of some bribery nonsense or something. Mm -hmm. The courts, see, that one thing I give the Republicans credit with, they got their stuff lined up in the, in the courts here. Or they have it in the bag. They'll look at you and, and they'll tell you what you want to hear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Ban the criminals from the King Holiday. And yet you had mm. speaking on one end and the other end. Well, I stand with Israel. But what about a ceasefire? Okay, you can stand with it. That's what you want to do, fine. But what about a ceasefire? Right. Joe right. Biden, because it's two separate things. Joe Biden, it's two separate things. I, I'm not right? you another dime, Israel, till you get you do some type of stuff. That's why the South African well, has him in court now. They got him in the world court. Listen, but but look, look, look. Right, I was listening to Chan Chan earlier, right? And I'm saying to myself, Fidel probably rolling in his grave, Che rolling. Unbelievable, unbelievable. And don't say that Connecticut isn't guilty because Ned Lamont, who is a millionaire, right? And for those who don't know about good old Ned, he is a descendant of a JP Morgan Chase partner he comes from stink money your problem does not matter to him okay he doesn't know what poverty looks like i'm sorry say again his father worked on the manhattan project you see, you see that he's half latino he won't tell you that right but you wouldn't right yes because he plays it down he plays it down. He knows how to play the role, right? He knows how to play that game. See, because when have you ever heard him address the crowd in Spanish? Exactly. Exactly. How come when you and I were telling people that they're looking at us, now nah, you lying? Because why? Because he doesn't present as that, does he? It's a damn shame, isn't it? It's a shame. I was talking to a lady today, and uh, she was mm -hmm. 
She went, I forgot a part of uh, Connecticut was further up. She said she saw so many Trump signs. She saw they were part of the grass going. So, you know what I mean? I'm trying to tell you. I'm it's, it's, listen, for people who think that this is a joke, it's not funny. It's not funny. These people are coming out of the woodworks and they have support. Why is he getting so much support from the black and brown communities? Well, it's not that hard when you have somebody like the mayor of New Haven who has no problem taking away from the, I was just sharing with everybody that I worked at a trade school, what we would call a trade school, right? And one of the worst things about my time there was the fact that my peers wanted me not to put too much effort into the success of the students. If they get seized, that's what you want. What? And then people wonder why all these schools are closing down. And I'm also wondering, tell me your thoughts on this, because I, I, I'm asking everybody, because I'm confused. Correct me if I'm wrong. I thought we were told before COVID that we have a big problem. We have too many kids. We don't have enough teachers. Then COVID starts and we had the same thing, but it got worse, right? Because we had more students than staff and the teachers and everybody were like, look, we need, we need help here, yada, yada, yada. How to ask, did we go from that to now the New Haven Board of Ed talking about the closing schools, three-fifths? Why are we so comfortable with the school to prison pipeline? That's my bigger question. Because that's what I see that as, right? I don't see how you have schools like Hill House sending money back saying that, oh, well, we didn't get a project for the students to complete. So we had to return this grant money. I mean, it's only close to a million dollars altogether. Ha, ha, ha. But yet the need is there. What am I missing? Could you help me out? Well, see, how did it slip by the community? Right. How did it slip by? See, I, 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 yeah, they sent it back. Or see, they would never do right in Greenwich because Greenwich has checks and balances. Correct. People, you know, when I saw the march, and uh, I saw certain people. I didn't see. Can you can you share? Give us an idea of what happened there. I didn't see anything. I saw, I saw it on the news. I was looking, and I said, "I bet you, the people I saw up there, they could probably name five books of Dr. King that he wrote, and also name five leaders in his cabinet." Because I asked a couple of people, they couldn't even name them. I said, "So what are you, what are you talking about, Dr. King's dream?" Well, because the camera was there. You're not impressed with that. Right. I told one guy, I said, that's the same. I ain't hold no thing. I said, look at this. Border walls controlled by black and Latinos. We ain't getting jack shit. That's right. That's right. No, you said it right. Jack shit. Jack shit. Say it right. Because we ain't getting jack shit. We're not. And, and I don't understand. I could never, I, you know, I, I don't get... I don't get the fascination with this mediocre whiteness. Do people really even know what that means, you think? No. Because what you do What would you describe that as? Because because of pacification. They give mm -hmm. you a couple of token faces. And 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 they give you a little job here and there's some crumbs if you you're a contractor, they'll give you a couple of crumbs. And that's what they do. Right. Again, we don't we don't have the politics of the sixties. 
You know, I was looking at James. No. He, was, he came up here. Mm. He, he, he was part of SNCC. But I sent an email to him this morning. He forgot our brother Kwame mm -hmm. was part of SNCC. Of course he didn't answer. Kwame mm -hmm. was one of those young people that left SNCC because he wasn't militant enough. Right. I remember that. I heard, yeah, I read that. And I, told him that I read that. Black, I said, listen, black power is over in New Haven. You're never going to see another black. Oh, black God. Black. Listen, no, it's not here. Come back again. Here you go. Here you go. Listen, listen. No, it's not. You want to see Huggy Bear in the paper, man? Call it to the people. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. <laughs> I can't help myself. Yo, guys, you understand some. You're not gonna see that. That because you know what happened? I was reading a I'm reading a book now as as it gentrifies in these areas. Yes. Might start taking over. Or you better do it. Well, it's happening already, right? Yeah. It's happening already. It's already happening, right? We're seeing it. Look, why is it so hard for us to get health care? Why are we fighting for health care? Okay, why do you need to choose between the house you live in or your health care at the age of 65? What's wrong with that picture? Right? And why are we so okay with it? I, I blame it on the mediocre whiteness because you see, in my opinion, when the mediocre white people say jump, we say how high. That's some bullshit. That is some bullshit. And they're making rules for themselves, not for us. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, you, you're speaking the truth. It's happening now. Look at Yale. Yale thought yes. they were about the hospital, not just college, the hospital. What they did yes. Yes. Now you have to go take a three months just to see a neurologist. Yes. You gotta go, if you get a doctor over there, it could take you five months to see it. Right. One of her friends up to old Seabrook to see the doctor up there. That's crazy. Well, here's the other thing too. Let me let me just add one thing to that that you're saying there, three fifths. Here's another reason why that's happening with the appointments, because because of what's happening and because when I say what's happening in terms of the income limits for qualified for health care, so we talk about health care. We got to break this thing down like a dying bag. Feel me like we got to get down to the nitty gritty here. OK, because for you to qualify, you, you have to meet an income level when you don't qualify. They bump you up one. They say, OK, well, you may not qualify for this, but here's this state funded plan. And it'll cost this, but you you know you get savings, right? Here's the problem: that does not, you know, for those who have assets, they're getting hit up really hard. And when I'm referring to that, I'm not talking about the millionaires. I'm talking about the people, our elders who worked all those years in that factory, taking all that shit, and now they have to, you know, sell their assets that they work so hard for, because if they don't do that. They won't get health care. So you have that. Then you have the fact that some people are trying to use up their benefits, use it or lose it. You see what I'm saying? So 
you have some people who are using it, like you're saying, like, you know, they have an appointment, they're trying to get an appointment, they're having a hard time, but you also have the people who are about to lose it, so they have to use it. And these are decisions that were made by mediocre white people, okay? There was a reason why Obama said, fuck the assets, because he knew that when you went up with the state-funded health care, as you go up in that number to qualify, if you have assets, it will get to a point where you will literally live to survive, which nullifies even having the assistance, because what the hell is the point of it? I'm doing the same thing if I have it or if I don't, basically. You see? Now you have that part of the pie. Then you have the fact, this, this part really pisses me off. All of this shit pisses me off. We have the supplementing of the school to prison pipeline like we have here in New Haven, where you know they, they said, okay, fuck it. We go and just school, close all these schools and ignore the fact that we just got money to actually do something for these kids. And then when we're done doing that, and even before that, we're gonna blame them for the crime. I wanna know when the fuck we gonna be fed up with the mediocre whiteness. And I see Ramon, my, uh, inshallah Ramon, I see Ramon is here. I want Ramon to give people an idea because let me tell you all for who not in, in Connecticut, there's enough mediocre whiteness in this state for everybody. Out there in, in uh, where is that? Where am I thinking now? I'm in Waterbury. I'm over there by, where am I, um, Ramon, where are you at? You're Middletown? New, keep... New Britain. See, I, can't, I see her face and I get mad. <laughs> Aaron Stewart, can you tell us what's going on in New Britain, Ramon? Because my blood pressure high. Get on it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, as we know, I mean, there's a, a you know long history of of racism, you know, um, you know, out here, and you know, um, it's in in the city is is you know it's majority of uh, black and brown people, and just you know just for starters. Although it's, you know, for some time, it's been a city of um, of black and brown people. You know, New Britain's never had a, a mayor of color, ever. And, um, you know, um, just to highlight, you know, you know, just some of the, you know, um, atrocities and oppression, you know, that's been going on for some time is that, um, you know, uh, her father was the mayor for about 10 years, you know, give or take. Um, and he had to step down or, you know, because he was, um, you know, being pressured um, by people uh, for his, um, his, um, you know, public um, racism, you know, his public expressions of racism as, you know, as mayor, um, you know, on, on multiple occasions. You know, this is not a secret. You know, anyone can look him up. Uh, you know, Mayor Timothy uh, Tim Stewart of New Britain, um, and uh, you know they stepped down. He had stepped down. You know, um, and there was only uh, one mayor. You know, uh, for you know for one term. You know, um, between him and his daughter, and then she became the mayor and has been mayor for, you know, about 10 years, you know, going, you know, going on 10 years, you know, right now. Hold on, Ramon, pause for so, a cause. Pause for a cause okay. right there, brother. I just want to verify something really quick. Cause I know I heard the shit, but I just want to verify the shit. So between me and you, right? Come here for a second. Between me and you, 
you mean to tell me if my black ass want to run for mayor in New Britain, I got to go find people to like me, right? Which is hard. Then I got to get people interested in my campaign, which is tedious. I got to spend money and then I got to run and I'm taking a chance with it. But this chick was born into this is what you're basically telling me. Yes, yes, she was born into this. Like, you know, her father was pretty much the, the grand. So she didn't have to do shit. Outcome. No, it was his, pretty so, much the same support base that put her into, the office, into office. Keep going. I'm sorry. Keep going. My head hurts now. <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, and, you know, so, you know, basically, you know, um, you know, she's, you know, she, you know, she smiles, you know, she's a, you know, you know, white woman, she smiles in people's face, you know, she's came in contact, you know, some, you know, with some people from around the hood. So it makes her, you know, more, you know, likable, especially to the black and brown, brown populations that are not conscious of, of so many things for so many different reasons, including them having to deal with so much of the oppression that's, you know, that's been going on. And them struggling with just, you know, basic necessities that they don't even, you know, realize what's going on. So, you know, and it and it shows in how, you know, black and brown people have been put down out there for years with killings of, you know, young black, you know, black and brown kids, you know, and and and, and people, um, you know, police brutality. Um, you know, um, wrongful convictions, wrongful arrest. So basically, um, the 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 so so basically, New Britain. Because this is how I see New Britain. I actually drove through there yesterday, and you know, I, I was headed back from Yukon, and I'm driving through there, and I'm just shaking my head because yeah, it goes yeah. from day to night, for lack of a better way of putting it, right? And you could feel the oppression. And for those of you all in New Haven who like to talk about New Britain, oh, I'll never move there. Ha ha ha, Waterbury. Ha ha ha. Guess the fuck what? Your boy Dusted Elliker is about to make it into that, whether you think so or not. What you say on that, three fifths? I think he's already there. Mmm. He's already there. Mmm. Because you hear what he's saying, right? She sounds just like him. And um Aaron is a Republican, no? Correct. Stuart? Correct. Now, how far so correct me if I'm wrong, Colchester is about 40 minutes away. I bring up Colchester to say for um our white friends who ignore the shit in Connecticut, Colchester was home to the Ku Klux Klan for a long ass time. And actually if you drive through some parts, you'll still see signs of the damn clan. And I will dare say there are probably bodies buried out there that we don't want to talk about because why? Connecticut does not like to look bad. It is surrounded by mediocre whiteness from the Republican line to the Democratic line. All right. We, I said it, three fifths said it, a couple other people said it. We kept our vote in our pockets. I ain't fucking with that shit. I'm not fucking with that shit. We could do better than this, but what we need to realize people playing into this mediocre whiteness is getting us no fucking where. Ned Lamont was just in the paper smiling, showing his big ass teeth, talking about housing in New Britain. You just now talking about housing in New Britain, Ned? 
I hear nobody talking about substance misuse programs and no, because you see in New Britain, it's okay to criminalize those with mental unwellness and substance misuse. It's okay to criminalize the poor. And like three fifths is saying, the same shit is happening here. Power perceived is power achieved. Dusted Elliker didn't even have to leave his fucking house. And he won the election. How was he able to do that? Well, I'll tell you a true story. You ready? So once upon a time in the Ville, Unite Here came knocking on a certain person's door. I'll let you use the imagination. First of all, they knocked like there was a friggin' police. So, you know, the person was already irate about that. Then the person opens the door to be, well, you know, to be surprised by, they look like they were Christmas carolers. And, you know, they were like, well, what the fuck are y'all doing here? I'm not affiliated. So why are you here? You represent Unite Here. That's a Democratic Party. Why would you come to my door and you have the data to show because you're representing the person in office that I'm unaffiliated? So who the fuck sent you? So for some odd, strange reason, your friends, Ed, seemed so confused and baffled by the reaction. They were like, oh, no, no, no. We just want to give everybody an opportunity. I said, that's very interesting because I didn't see you go to some other houses. So why the fuck are you here? So in the crowd was uh, Mr. Streeter, Mr. Troy Streeter. Mr. Troy Streeter attempted to explain to the individual whose name I think you've guessed by now. Uh, well, you know, we know you're unaffiliated, but we just thought, well, first of all, sir, don't think you might hurt yourself. And second of all, did he, be, did he buy you or did he get the whole family wholesale? Because you know, that's what they did back in the day. They buy one slave or the whole family. It depends. Right? <laughs> you know, it's so funny you laugh. <laughs> I laughed. They weren't laughing. Right. And, and Troy laughed. He was like, nah, nah, it's not like that. You know, I'm trying to do my thing. I said, Troy, I, see, I told him myself it was me. I said, Troy, you know, are you a free man? What you mean, sis? I've been out. No, 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 Troy. Are you a free man? And he stopped. Stop laughing. And he looked at me. He said, what are you trying to get at? I said, I ain't trying to get at nothing. You came here. You're a free man? Still, you still ain't answer me. And then his friends from Unite Here were like, well, you know, we're trying to get rid of Elliker. I said, well, if you're trying to get rid of him, why are you running under his ticket? Free people don't do that. Right? And so what would end up happening was... No, I did not invite them in. No, I did not meet with anybody because that's some bullshit. But I did let them all know this, including Mr. Streeter, who I looked dead in the eye. A free man would not allow the master to parade him like a circus horse. A smart man will recognize the chessboard, an eye for an eye. You just made me spend how many years for nothing? I need my money back. But here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna let you go ahead and pay for my campaign to the finish line. And I'm gonna just let you hold this real quick. And what happened? That's all I'm gonna say. Now, that being said, <laughs> mediocre whiteness, power perceived as power achieved. The reality is, listen to what Ramon just said, nothing he described is any different to slavery. Not one damn thing is the same shit. 
The same thing happening here in New Haven. The fact that you're letting them close down these schools and look you dead in the face and say, well, we don't have enough money for schools. Then how the fuck did Hill House just send back almost a million dollars? And Ned Lamont full of shit because his little privileged ass, who, by the way, he's sending, let me just run it back for the people who missed it the first time. That man is J.P. Morgan, Chase Blood. You don't believe me, do your own research. These people come from stink money. Ramon just described it. Aaron Stewart didn't even have to bust a pimple. Go talk to the black and brown lawmakers who've had to run for office, much as keep their office seat, what goes into that, and ask them what their experience was like. You see, power perceived. Elliker didn't even have to step out his house, did he? Three-fifths. He didn't even walk. He had people campaigning and they were slick with it because that day that I just described, Troy Streeter showed up here. They claimed that they were no longer working with Ellick and I didn't believe not one fucking word. And I said my piece. And the next time they came around, I said, I told you all the first time I'm unaffiliated. Keep it moving. You understand? You got to know your rights, people. You don't have to talk to these people, but you also don't have to go over to the other side. Can we talk about that real quick, guys? Because I don't know why people don't see a problem here. We have more and more black and brown people voting Republican. That is problematic. You're playing into the bullshit. That's my opinion. I'm going to popcorn it over to, over to you three-fifths. What do you think about that? And then I'd like to hear your thoughts on that as well, Ramon. Call them, we call them lost sheep. If, if you don't vote, as Malcolm said, the problem is not voting. The, the problem of it is, is that you have to look and sit down. What is our agenda being brought to them? What are they going to do for us? If they ain't going to do nothing, like you said and I said, I, I, I keep my ballot in my pocket. Now, I might do a write-in right in the Teletubbies just to, yeah, but I, I mean, I'm not going to just give you my vote. I'm, I'm hearing that now from my people. Well, you know, you don't want Trump to get in there. One person told me, well, the lesser of two evils. I told him you might write Lucifer on the ballot. What's the difference? The thing of it is, is that they're lost sheep. Oh, yeah. Yes. Surprise. Our people, give them some hot dogs, hamburgers, let them do the wild. Mm -hmm. And pictures. Don't forget the pictures. pictures Please don't forget the pictures because we like that. We like when we're in the paper and we're smiling and showing a good tee. Look at me. I'm with the legislature later you're not ha 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 he came to my church ha 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 you know who else came to your church satan satan came to your church okay i saw um some bullshit written in in the paper they know who they are about you know the politics and religion see don't disrespect mlk man fuck off with that y'all don't disrespect malcolm those guys were very spiritual bound Okay, very spiritually bombed. You hit a home run. I saw one on Facebook. They had, they yes. Had a Dallas, and somebody wrote on it because I was going to write something. They wrote it already. Said, "Don't do that." They, they were, they yes. Thing, and I, I'm not dreaming. Something, even do something like that. Like, you don't do that. They're, they're disrespectful, Ramon. What do you think? What's your thoughts on this? <clears throat> yeah, you know, I mean, you know, you know, I'm not surprised. You know, um, mm. and and you know, so. You know, just you know, for as another example, so you know, it, it and it's even worse in 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 different ways 
and mm. cities like you know like Meriden, New Britain, Waterbury, same thing. Mm -hmm. All all three of those towns I just named, for example, they're you know they're you know predominantly you know brown and black, and yet you know they're all Republican, you know, ruled by you know um, mm. a white person that oftentimes has biases and just you know a racial you know racism you know within them but how do you listen to what you're saying though pause right there i want you from your perspective is that something in 2024 because my opinion is the lesser the two evils bullshit is exactly that bullshit and we need to stop falling into that do you feel that is how do you feel is what i want to ask what's your thoughts yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's hard. It's, you know, it's, it's complex because it's like, you know, where, you know, for example, you know, you have the presidential campaign going on, for example, and it's like, you know, where, you know, left to like, you know, choose either of one or the two, you know, and it's like, you know, they're both, you know, showing face, you know, that, you know, that, you know, they, they're not for the people, especially people that don't look like them. And it's like, mm -hmm. what do we do in, in, in situations like this? Mm -hmm. You know, so it's, you know. It's well, I don't know how to tell you all this. I can't talk in circles and I can't just lament on it because I come from a poor ass country. Okay. I grew up in my country at a time where there was an attempted coup. So I'm going to just say it for everybody. I'm going to just keep saying it. What you're seeing is part, a key part of the separation of wealth. You should not be surprised by what you see. And here's why. Why wouldn't the rich want to protect their wealth right now? Why wouldn't they want to close the schools? You don't need to be that educated three-fifths. You need to stay stupid. You don't need to know how to read, Ramon. You need to stay ignorant because when I arrest your little ass, it'll be easier. Okay, what we need to get better with in this country and in this society is the worshiping, take it from a little West Indian, that worshiping of mediocre whiteness, where the fuck has it gotten you? You tell me, I'll tell you where it's gotten you. We have, you don't wanna know the number, you won't believe it, how many are wrongfully convicted. You don't wanna know how many people are working in really high positions and doing absolutely nothing besides scratching their balls, all right? You don't wanna know how many of them are in high positions and then they hire peons as they think of them as, you know, to keep the diversity going, okay? All right, to do all the dog work that they get to look good on. You don't wanna know that. So to sit there and not have an opinion on it for those who do not, you're not doing yourself any favors. You can't complain about it and not say, well, why the fuck don't we do something? And there's more than one thing to do. Isn't there three-fifths? Yes. Tell them about it. Give some folks some inspiration. What could they do about what's happening right now? They have, they have, they have to get up. They have to, they have to start asking questions. Just like the parent, I was listening where they made, a, they made that recording in the school. And rightfully so. The teacher should have been fired. But they organized at least something and got that got the message out and it went up to the school. 
got you got you got to ask your demand. Don't have those leaders. One of the main problems is having those leaders going in a room for you and coming back and telling you what they said. You go in the room with them. That's what you. That's do. right. Don't depend on them. They, they cut deals. Right. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm I I also think that we we allowed our power to get away from us, right? We worship, I'm going to keep saying it as I see it. Right? We don't need to white worship anymore. The mediocre whiteness, Rosa Deloro has absolutely no fucking idea what it is like to have to decide between paying your car your, your rent or your car note. Ned Lamont will never know what it feels like to you know question if he could even take time out of work because you're sick. Justin Elliker will never have a clue what it feels like to walk home from the bus stop at 11 p.m. down that street where only one light works. I know you're shaking your head because you know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. Power perceived is power achieved. Where's your power at? That's my question to everybody. See, they don't want you all to know you have power. So what they did was they made you think, well, if you don't vote, you're broken. And that's not true. You see, what they really did was put you mentally infused into their bullshit. What's your thoughts on that, three-fifths and Ramon? answer the question there's no more thoughts we ain't playing we ain't playing no right enough is enough right you don't have to don't let them fool you those people who like to say if you don't vote you're not doing it no asshole if you just went and change your whole affiliation because you want to exercise your vote how the fuck did that help us if you just voted for the enemy? You tell me. That's like us being at war. And I say, hold on, I'll be right back. And I go give the enemy a bunch of guns. That's what you just did. That's what you just did. Because we need people. We need to be able to dismantle these systems. And we cannot do that when we have the same people. Some people should not be able to pass down a position like what happened with the Stuarts. That's blasphemous. But if you're familiar with, I don't know, the KKK, that's normal, isn't it? Don't forget the KKK had initiation ceremonies. I told you, Colchester, right here in fucking Connecticut. Connecticut is so mediocre. The whiteness here is so mediocre. They don't like to look bad. If you go and you look up some of these people in pond and just put the word meme at the end. If you look up Donald Trump meme, you'll see a bunch of memes about Donald Trump show up. If you you put in names like, you know, put in a name, put in somebody like George Bush, anybody, even Bill Clinton, even Joe Biden. But then you go down the line. Let's go at Connecticut. Let's put in Ron Sampson, nada. Let's put in Aaron Stewart, nada. All those Latinos right there in New Britain, Aaron, how come your services aren't translated? How come... How come we have so many people walking around unable to receive services and jobs because you know everything is so limited? It's kind of literally black and white over there in New Britain, isn't it, Ramon? Mm -hmm. 
No, definitely. And, and, you know, and, you know, to add on, you know, to everything, you know, that was mentioned, you know, you know, and oftentimes, you know, a good way to, you know, for people to, to see it and know mm -hmm. of the reality of these, you know, abuses is you just, you know, follow the, you know, the, the money trail amongst other things. So, for example, right, you have this bridge, right? The Beehive Bridge, right? Which they, you know, built a few years ago, right? It looks like like the theme park, like like the entrance to uh, Lake Compound, the theme park, right? So it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's a decoration, you know, $7 million was spent on that. On decorations. Decoration, you know, for, for, you know, for her to look good, you know, and yet you know there's people you know just blocks away you know and and and, and just droves you know homeless you know living behind mm -hmm. 10 cities and tents yep. and and what have you you know youth wandering around you know with you know uh, in poverty with you know with nothing to do you know ramon wait wait hold up brother you know what you know what you know what your problem is you're not grateful I have the solution for you. You ready? Yeah. Why don't we, instead of dumping all those who need to re-enter society into New Britain, drop them off in Milford? You know what I'm saying? Drop them off in Farmington. What's wrong with that, Ramon? Oh, that's cool. Imagine that, a bunch of fools. <laughs> Could you imagine when that bus pull up with them people going, dude, they might run. Huh. Right? Because in reality, that's what happened to New Britain, isn't it? It became one of those cities, those towns in Connecticut that became a drop point. It's just like Whaley Avenue, New Haven. The bus pull up, a bunch of inmates get out, and that's the end of that story, isn't it? Until they meet again. Right? So three-fifths, I just gave, I, I don't know why my friend here, Ramon, cracking up. I just gave him the answer to all his worries. I said, look, brother, here's the deal. We could save New Britain money by dropping off all the folks who are about to re-enter society. Just send them over to like Milford and New Cannon and I don't know, West Hartford, Farmington. I think that's a fabulous idea. What do you think, three-fifths? <laughs> New, York, New York has established something that says the suburbs have to have a share of homeless shelters. Yes. So that was here, but again, say, what do we have up in Hartford? Since Dan Malloy wants to take care of the housing problem, how about making a law that every county has a fair share of homeless shelters? That's right. That's right. Do it per capita. And I want to see how you get in those numbers because I find like our good, good friend, Dusted Elliker is really good. Like I said, y'all y'all keep thinking that we're making this up. I want somebody to email me what his campaign manager looks like. Nobody knows. He buys and sells his staff. When you don't do what he says, just like Aaron Stewart, just like um, Ganem, they get rid of you. This is a true story. They will make sure that you're unemployable. They will call their connects and they'll do it in real asshole ways. They'll have little, oh, set me up a lunch with so-and-so. And then your name's gonna come up. 
you don't think I'm telling the truth. Ask anybody who worked for a city job and they left, especially if they left because they found something that they disagreed with. Where do these people go? Where do they go? Right. And But again, it comes back. Power perceived is power achieved. These people, Erin Stewart doesn't have to get her people on the ground out there to intimidate anybody because her presence is intimidating enough. And because she did such a great job and her daddy did it too, carrying on the Republican ways of making the slaves dependent on the white people, because that's really what's going on. It's just the same way as when the slaves, your ancestors were on the plantations. If they needed a pee, who did they have to ask? If they needed food who do they have to go to and we're talking about while they're just in the backyard we didn't even talk about while they're at work so why are we so okay with people like dustin elliker aaron stewart ganem lauren garrett i could keep going making these mediocre decisions why do you feel like you have to support them call their asses out man show up to that legislative session write a letter if you can't be there if you can't be in the room i get it i can't be everywhere but find a way to connect. If it means sharing a thought on social media, do that. But don't give up because the minute you throw your hand in, Malcolm rolling over, Kwame just going to shake his head. You know, Martin going to be like, I had a dream. They spoiled it. Anything to add to that, three fifths, Ramon? We got to get out there, man. I don't like when people. And let me tell you all something, just so y'all were all clear we're on the same page and paragraph. Remember how I started this conversation? Listen to me. If you think quarantining during COVID was hard, let me tell you all something now. Big respect, shout out to my brothers and sisters who serve in time in a cage over bullshit. Bullshit. Treating them like shit. Prison is meant to break you down, not reform you. But we're going to talk about that too, because y'all allowed the prison system to become an entity to control society. And it's out of control now. Because guess what? You have politicians like good old Donnie Trump who belong behind bars. And it was being said that he was only running for office to avoid silver bracelets. But here's the fucked up part he's winning. How do you feel about that, three-fifths and Ramon? Well, like I said, he, he has his cult. Yes. So far with, it, with his cult. But, you know, I look at it also. Me and you don't decide it. Whether we keep our dollar in our pocket or not, doesn't matter. Mm. But, but, but people have to learn. This state here is going to Biden. Up north, all of mm -hmm. It's the states of Florida, Ohio, Michigan, Florida to decide who, who the president's going to be. And independent mm -hmm. has too, because we live down there. Mm -hmm. we, we would, uh, it, it, it wouldn't matter. But like I said, even if you took Trump out of the equations, I've been watching all three. Haley's no different than Trump. No other chances. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What you thinking over there, Ramon? No, no, definitely. You know, you know, I agree, you know, and it's it's awful, you know. I mean, and and you know, people, you know, feel, you know, helpless, you know, because of that, you know, because you know, there's you know, it's like, you know, you have two options and it's like, 
you know, none of them care. And they're, you know, both just as oppressive. And, and, and we can see that, you know, even with, you know, the Democratic parties, you know, that, you know, and, and a Democratic president that, you know, um, you know, they have all these, you know, you know, billion dollar aides, you know, to, you know, kill babies and, and send it, you know, to, you know, you know, you know, to other parts of the world, you know, to, to massacre and, and, and kill people. And yet we've been out here for years and, you know, we're, we're struggling with, with the essentials and, you know, um, you know, something important to highlight that, you know, um, education is, is, you know, you know, the, you know, a, a key weapon against, you know, the oppressor. People can't bamboozle you or fool you, you know, um, you know, uh, you know, when you have knowledge, when, when a person is informed and, and knowledge fact, makes a man, what, you know, uh, knowledge you makes know, a man, what say the rest of that, you know, powerful, unfit to be you a know, slave. And yeah. And, and yeah, that's right. You know, yeah, you can't bamboozle, you know, someone when when they know and and it's, you know, mm -hmm. it's astonishing that as long as I lived in in New Britain, that you know I didn't even realize, like aside from the Columbus statue, you know that they have a statue out there, you know, dedicated. You just not seeing that for real. No, no, not 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 you just the Columbus. No, I'm yeah, not talking not... about the Columbus statue. Either. Oh, sorry about that. No, no, you're fine. You're for real. You just not. Here's why I know that. Full disclosure is because once upon a time, some of us felt like you know Columbus needed to be redecorated. And in reviewing the different ones across the state, what was alarming was finding out that the Columbus statue is literally just one of many, many, many mediocre white supremacist racist relics that we seem to adore. And we okay with that. I come from, I don't know, a little country. They call it a third world country, Ramon. In my country, that shit would have been torn down by now. Yeah, I, I bet. <laughs> that shit gone. And fuck you if you're trying to find who did it too. Good luck with that. Dead ass. DMX came, right? Let me tell you a quick story. DMX came. My boy, I love DMX. Shout out DMX. We love you, bro. Mama. My boy came and decided to perform. Now, back then, we're talking about 20 years ago, right? Bear with me. We poor people, man. So, of course, the only place he could perform at was at um, downtown, what we would call downtown by um, the green, our green, right? Our, our big park. But unfortunately, that's where our national church is as well. This guy comes on the stage. X going to give it to you. Fuck you. Fuck you. You can see the guy. He comes the first time and he's like, uh, sir, we don't use that language here in this country. Now, what X didn't realize was you might want to turn your mic off when you say certain things, because we kind of ignorant in my parts. You feel me? And this guy, DMX, love him still. I still love him. Fuck that. They don't know shit. By the time he turned around, the bottles was flying. Who don't know shit? Everybody. You saw people drinking whatever they had. They're throwing bottles at DMX. Yeah. Fuck you. Yes. We told you not to disrespect our space. Don't do it. But then again, that's a third world country. Whoops. Ignorant like that. You see, I'm not telling you all you have to be violent. I didn't say that. I want to know when you're going to get up and stand up.
right? Because here's what's going to happen across the United States. They're going to close more schools. They're going to find a way. What you're seeing right now is the separation of wealth. The real plan didn't work. I know you all hear all the rumors. It's true. At some point, remember, pre, think about pre-COVID. Try if you can't remember. And just so you know, there are different things happening amongst you mentally, physically, socially, that in years to come, research will show why that happened. One of those things, as I started saying at night, real, ask anyone who served time, and I ain't talking about you get arrested and you sit down in that jail. No, 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 my friend. I'm talking about the real house. I'm talking about where you see your clothes being taken away from you and it hits you, where the fuck you going to get to? And the fact that you better make sure you keep that one eye open because you go into the big house now. See what I'm saying? You got to think about all of that. Think about how the incarcerated, a lot of us like to judge them. You just had COVID, but you got to stay in your house for the most part. Most of us got to stay somewhere that had running water, clean food, working lights, and a bed. How you think those in solitary confinement feel? You'll love to glorify the prison system. You're supporting it by allowing these lawmakers to make these asshole decisions that serve them. Best believe that's who it's serving. You'll watch and see some of these other big ones too need to be held accountable. Dalio, okay? Sikorsky. I'm sure Three Fifths has some names up his sleeve. There's a whole bunch of them. They're usurping your community. And then what they're doing is they're chewing up your community and spitting it back out. Now you take away the school system. Of course, we're going to see more of our people in jail, our young people. Don't get mad at your youth now. We need to stop doing that shit. Show up at that fucking school. Don't just let that teacher tell you they did it. Now, I didn't tell you to go there and burn the whole place down. I'm saying go in there and make sure you understand. You don't have to agree with nobody. Just say, I want to understand what's going on. Have a conversation with them. Have a conversation with yours. Don't just let them make decisions on your baby like that. Let's get real here, people. Take your power back. Where is your Gaza? Where is it? All right, your Ghanas. That's your Gaza. When you hear the word Gaza now, you hear desire. Why? Not just because it sounds like Ghanas. Because those people really want to live. Do you really want to live? Or are you just going to sit down and complain? Let me remind you, people like Ned Lamont, People like even Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis, Marjorie Taylor Greene. I'm not, listen, I'm not a Republican supporter. I'm not a Democratic supporter. I'm a supporter of the people. I'm a socialist. All right. If I had it my way, fuck that two-party system. That's, that's problem number one. It needs to go. It needs to go. It's, it's the biggest tool used against you, and you've been falling for it. Now, you can't fix it right now, but you could hold these motherfuckers accountable. Guys, I know we're at time. We went a little over. We have a lot to unpack. You know we're going to be back. But before we go, Ramon, do you have any final closing thoughts? Yeah, definitely. You know, um, like Unloaded. You hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah so definitely, man. You know, education, you know, 
is is key, you know, and and you know, and even through a bad situation like imprisonment, you know, I was blessed to go from like, you know, uh, you know, a street corner mentality, you know, um, you know, to a global mentality, um, you know, just by, you know, education and coming in contact with, you know, you know, great individuals that, you know, them themselves were, you know, lost at one time and and you know were awakened and um you know that's that's really important that's awesome that's really really awesome what about you three fifths i think what, what brother said, said, it, said himself see ed education is the key and so i go back to the young people and that's why i stress and we will study the blueprints of the 60s case in point the attica riot I'll never forget because I went up there when it, when it happened because I had people in there. When that jumped off, it changed the whole the whole spectrum of correction in this country. From that's right. That's how the law libraries came about. So I, I look at some of our brothers and sisters that are incarcerated. I don't say like you said, tear the place up. Where's the slowdowns at? Where, 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 don't, don't be That's right. Where's the real rehabilitation? Re you know what I'm trying? The reentry. Where's the real reentry at? There's none. What is a forty? Exactly. You get a program. I'm kind of sick and tired of nonprofits. If I don't know your record, dead ass. All I see is we call the New York poverty clinics, and that's what they do. Hmm. They throw you a bonehead, and we, we always say, listen, we have more drive through here. Throw you that one. You know, we'll give you a little philanthropy, but. You know, it, it, it's, it's read about it in the white newspaper because you know we're gonna do a whole episode on the media because that's another problem. The mediocre whiteness, my friends, is not limited to the lawmakers. Don't don't get confused here, right? This you can't have mediocre whiteness without systems to keep it in place, and a big part of that is the media. So when you're sitting here and you're supporting people like on scene media, right, and CNN and Fox News and them motherfuckers. You're actually supporting white supremacy, but we'll tell you all about that too and share thoughts on that as well in another episode. I think you're absolutely right, guys. Education is the key. Knowledge makes a man unfit to be a slave, I heard. Hmm. Hmm. That's why they're putting so much effort into you all and being educated. None of us. They don't want us to be educated. Don't get confused here, people. We're smart. Our lineage is smart. I know there are days and times where it feels like it'll never end. Like you feel like, what the fuck, right? I get it. Trust me, I get it. But you come from a bloodline that is strong, resilient, inspired. It has ganas. It has desire, right? It, it said, you know what? You're not gonna let me sit where I wanna sit on a bus? Fuck that, we ain't taking your damn bus. That's what your ancestors did. It said, you know what? You don't wanna teach people in Jamaica how to read? I'll just go ahead and travel the world. And I'm gonna let y'all know what you're doing wrong, Marcus Garvey. I could go on for days with this, but I also did not get educated in this country. I came from a third world country where all we have is education. Would you look at that? Ramon, three-fifths, I could never thank you enough for being here with me tonight. And 
your continued support and encouragement, all of you who continue to offer support and encouragement to the son of Black and Brown and Black and Brown United in Action. It's greatly, greatly appreciated. We value it and appreciate it very, very much. We can't do what we do without you all. We'll keep going. Don't get confused. It might take a break here and there, but we ain't stopping. We're just resting. Hey. Yeah. Um, so before we go, I would like to take a moment of silence for Gaza, if you all would like to join me, please. Yes, please. Definitely. O oh Allah, the revealer of the holy book and the swift in the reckoning and the mover of the clouds and the feeder of the clans, defeat them and shake them and grant us victory over them. My friends, let me tell you something. All of us, we still try to recover from the last few years. I know it hard. I know there's days when you don't feel like going outside I could tell by what people are buying at the stores. I could tell by the driving, you could feel it. We don't even say good morning to each other anymore. Change it, every little step counts, say good morning. Text somebody randomly or a few people and say, hey, how are you doing? Have a random conversation about life. But most of all, don't keep it inside. One of the things in 2024 we need to be better at as black and brown people is our mental wellness. I don't know if they told you this and they don't because they want to remind you where you are on their social ladder. Your mental wellness matters. It matters to us. I'll say it again. We can't do what we do without you and we will continue doing it. Are we gonna come back? Are we gonna say more? None of this here is scripted. I can't thank Ramon and Three Fifths, you know, the chessboard. We're all parts of the chessboard. Know your part, right? You are not a pawn. Know that. It's time you take your power back. Take your power back. That's what they've been trying to deny this whole time. In those times where you see and you feel that frustration, I could only lean on Islam. But we are taught in Islam, a setback is not that. It's not a setback. It's not a negative. It's a set up. Try to find that setup. Don't just pray on the situation. Don't just say prayers. Start to think about the positivity. Okay, so I lost that job, but you know what? I was really always good at. I had a disagreement with that relative, but you know what? I needed to talk about that anyway. You hear what I'm saying? 
We could do this together. It's not going to happen overnight, but I don't want you to give up. And if nobody told you or reminded you, let me be the one to say it loud and proud. You're amazing. Hold your head up high and walk proud because we have to carry on what our ancestors left behind. So I need you all to put that in your mind. Well, that's all for now. Thank you all for tuning in. We'll be back again very, very soon. Fist up, smile on, CJ. Peace.